get rejuvenated with kings and queens. What I'm trying to tell you is evident as black excellence in the building. The betterment for all men, women, and the children. I was elected to respect you and how you feel it. Now sit back and take notes. All right, you guys. Determination, it is education. Me, you know Mayor Mario King here from Moss Point, Mississippi. Look, I decided that I needed to do a podcast show. And the reason I decided that because I want to rejuvenate people beyond the scope of the city that I serve. Um, but I want to start this show off by just saying that we have some amazing guests today. We have Mayor Shea Dobbs also in Mississippi, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. We have Benjamin Crandall, owner of Luxury Nights Sports Bar and Grill. And we have Natasha King. But we want you to think about the words that come to mind when you think about rejuvenation, which is refreshing, renewed, rebuild, that new energy. How can we turn that into some action? So when I look at it, I think about innovative ideas. I think about new policies. I think about modern technology. I think about all the great things that we have to do in order to be the great municipalities great states, great regions, and ultimately a great country. So that's what we're here to talk about today. And so I want to let my guests today introduce themselves, and we'll start with Miss Natasha. I'm Natasha King. Like you said, I'm a licensed master social worker. I'm a mental health therapist. Good. Go ahead, Shay. <laughs> I'm uh, Mayor Shay Dobson, uh, mayor of Ocean Springs, Mississippi. My name is Benjamin Crandall. I'm a business owner here in the great city of Moss Point, Mississippi. Um, luxury nights upscale sports bar and grill. Over the last year, uh, we took office. We took, we want to start this discussion off by talking about just the different things and the difficult. Just just this last year, the last year and eighteen months we've been in office. And um, Shay is a Republican, and I'm a Democrat. Uh, we we've had some really. We we've been able to get along. We've been able to. We don't agree on everything, but I don't think that really matters when it comes down to outside the business world. We know how to keep our differences like isolated, and I think that's a rejuvenated thing that's happening in, in the culture today is that people um, in our generation and people, a lot of people now in the workforce are learning to keep their differences um, separate. So when we talk about how do we approach things, let's talk about a fresh approach. What does a fresh approach really mean? And then kind of how do we navigate fresh approaches in the work that we do? So from elected officials, as business owners, as therapists, what, what does a fresh approach really mean to you? Well, um, to me, I mean, the thing is, is, is you always got to look at how to improve. You got to look at uh, you got to look at how to how to build on on the past. You got to look at how to how to you know, just look to the future. But I think what, what also comes with is um, you know, looking at what's also worked in the past and building on that and, and um, you know, just, just taking what works and, and uh, applying that. And, and um, I mean, I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't want people to throw the baby out with the bathwater, is what I'm saying. Right, you know what I'm right. Saying? Like, 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 you know, you, you, can, you can disagree with something or at least want to move past something by rec- and still recognize the good in it. You know, I, I would agree. That, that, that's my thing. So when it comes down to a business perspective, what does that really mean? Like a fresh approach? A fresh approach? Well, I think a fresh approach in general is just being, basically you need to be open-minded. You know, oh, yeah. For, for one. You need to be open-minded. You need to be open-minded to change if it's necessary. You need to have an ear for the people, you know. Um, you know, so that's what I think. Yeah, so like grassroots movement kind of is what I call like something that's really fresh ideas. 
Uh, I think in the past, people kind of do a lot of leading from the top. And I think now the new wave is to lead from the bottom up. And we've had so many struggles in our country, so many struggles that people are leading from the top down, especially even we sit in the White House every day where, oh, we're going to threaten an executive order, those types of things, and it kind of becomes crazy. But when we look at cultural impact and, and how do we rejuvenate that culture, so culture to me is not just like um, race and ethnicity. Culture to me is, is, is a grassroots thing, and I think the culture – especially in um, Mississippi, in the South, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, all states that I've served in um, and worked in, we, we see that the processes are very convoluted and very antiquated. We have a lot of people that lead from the, this is how we've always done it, and fresh approaches is not always welcome. So we talk about the differences and, and not having those approaches welcome. We talk about that stuff. So. When we look at fresh approaches, not always welcome. We, our opinions are really not valued. So everything that you both just said really means nothing when people are not open-minded and people don't value our opinion. Mm -hmm. So how do we navigate away from that? How they, how they, wh what are some of the things? Again, this show is all about rejuvenation, and obviously we've had some success. We're elected. You have a business. You've educated. You, we're doing our thing, but. Now we have this pushback. So how did you really kind of overcome some of the challenges of that? Like, how did you make it work? What are some of the things, if you had to tell somebody today, like, what are some of the things that you did to overcome it? Well, <clears throat> of course, uh, you know, we have that thing where you think people think you're young, you know, especially black coming up. You know, uh, they, they already have like a stereotype, you know, and just people in general, really. To be honest right. with you, because you know when you're young and black and you're trying to do even you, yourself or you, mm -hmm. you know you're gonna get that pushback from people. They're gonna be like, you know, what does he think he knows or you know. So it's it's it's, it's great to be like I said to be able to uh, show them a different side of things, you know. So show show them a different a different approach. Like you know, just because I'm young, you gotta give me the opportunity to, show, to to prove myself. You know what I mean? So, but like why I, you know what I can't respect is. Like, why do you, like, we we're, we might be new to the to the game when we're doing our thing, but I'm not willing, like, what do you mean prove yourself? You know, like, they need to prove themselves to us, too. <laughs> so, like, you know, I tell True. people all the time, like, when we, you know, I had a guy from the news station come down and interview me one day, and when he interviewed me, he said, you know, I, he said, why won't you do, uh, why won't you release the tape? It was all about this executive session tape. Um, and he, I told him, I said, you know, because I don't want to, like, and he said, um, he said to me, I told him, I said, I don't like the way that y'all edit tapes when y'all see tapes. Y'all mm -hmm. pick and choose they do, what, sure. what they use. So I was like, I don't appreciate that. So I'm not going to put myself in a situation where, you know, where, where you use me to, to navigate something, a way that you use it to create your own narrative. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things is always creating our own narrative. He said, do I actually have to run your, do your job? I said, no. I said, and I'm not asking you how to do yours. So I'm just not giving you the tape. Yeah. But he then went on to say that those young people, and, and, and pretty much blamed it on the young people there, said that not one time have they asked me to help them with the video camera. Not one time have they asked me to help them with this. And I said, but what makes you better than them? Mm -hmm. They got the same job as you, so what makes you better than them? And so when you say prove yourself, how many people that you went to 
that made a decision about your business, that actually opened a business like yours, that actually have a business period, that actually understand the process. So I, I'm a little bit confused. So when you say, when you, why do you feel you needed to prove yourself to them? Well, not necessarily me, because I, I feel what you're saying, to be honest with you, like, yeah, you need to prove yourself to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I pay my dues. I don't, I, me, me honestly, I don't think age means nothing. You know, Absolutely. You can learn something from a two-year-old if you listen long enough, you know what I mean? So Very true. That's just, but, um, yeah, I, I get, I get, I go to mentors. I, I go to people who've done it before, me, myself, you know. Absolutely. You know, some people. That's wisdom. Right. I go to people, I seek those kind of people. I mean, one thing that I've, I've, um, I've done is that I, I look at, like, when, when uh, things need to be, when I feel like something needs to be done or I feel like, um, there's something I'd like to get involved with or something. I'm always just like, like for instance, um, in college, whenever I, I started on a student organization, um, there wasn't a lot, of, there, there wasn't anybody doing it. So I was like, okay, why not me? Like if, 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 if I feel like this is something that needs to get done and if nobody else is doing it, then I'm gonna go in and do it. Even if I may do it wrong or I may, you know, you're always gonna mess up, you're always gonna, you know, fumble, you're gonna, right. you're gonna, you're gonna fall, you're gonna get back up, but at least you're doing it. That's right. You know, like not everybody else is doing it. Right. And those who want to criticize and, and you know, cast blame and stuff, it's like, okay, well, at least I'm out here trying to do right. it. Right. Picking myself up. So that's been my thing. It's like, it's just when I, whenever I go and see projects or something needs to get done or like a cause or, um, you know, whatever it is, just just if, if someone's doing it better than me already, then I'll go say, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to them and see how they did it. Absolutely. But if nobody's doing it, I'm just, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. Right. You know, just break it up. So, so like, and I guess that's that's how I feel about anything. Um, the the difference is is that I I, I tell people like this whole word millennial, y'all know it's, it's it's like a popular thing, and so we talk about millennials, and y'all know that uh, our generation we got some that just ain't gonna do nothing, yeah. and then we got some that are just doing awesome things. Yeah. Um, that's every generation, though. It, there you go. I I, I can appreciate that. However, um, I do think learning was different 40 years ago than it was today. Um, they didn't have computers, you know. My chief of staff always talks uh, and says that they didn't even have computers when she was in college. So I get it. But is it? I think it's still a problem if you don't know how to use a computer in this day and age. Um, it's imperative. It's, in, it's, a, it's vital to the success of any organization that you work for that you know how to use a computer if you're on the administrative side. And I don't think there's no excuse for that. So it brings me to the next topic is in your jobs every day, you know, you have these seasoned people that, that have been working and they, what, what is the kind of environment that you guys are in? What are you seeing with uh, traditionalist baby boomers that are still working versus the millennials versus the new Gen X, Gen Y that's coming up? What kind of, what, what do you see in those populations? I would say in the mental health field, it's, is different. So older people, yes, they are more experienced. They've had more years in the field, but they still look to us because we have the new ideas. We have the new education. And while we have to get CEUs, you know, continuing education units, we still have a whole different perspective from the classroom than what they had. Mm. So I think as we look to them for wisdom, and they also look to us for the new, new ideas, new, yeah, new ideas, new information, new therapy techniques. Well, that's good to know that that's like a thriving thing in that field because in my field, they don't look to us for nothing. Um, they think they know everything. It becomes like this fight all the time. And I think willful ignorance is not is not okay, you know? Well, I, think that's, I think sometimes that's government in general. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, just just that. I, I think people in government, and, and I'm painting with a very broad brushstroke, just there's a lot of politicians and a lot of agencies and a lot of divisions or whatever that want to, that need to justify their existence, you know? And whether that, whether they be 100 or, or 18, you know, I mean, I think that um, just the nature of, of, of government is, you know, it's like, okay, well, if, if I'm not needed, if, if, if my position's not needed, we can let you go. Well, they don't want that. Right. You know? So it's like, it's, it's, it's like a constant, you know, let me show you why, um, like this department or this agency or this, you know, what, uh, whatever, whatever it is, um, having to come up with a reason why they're there. And sometimes they'll come up, you know, it's like they'll find a problem that doesn't exist. Hmm. So I think that's 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 kind of just at least in our field. <laughs> yeah. All right. So and, and there's so in your field, you you say that there's a lot of you know, and, and there's it seemed like with social work, they're almost like the the people for the people anyway. Right. So it's almost like let help me out with this. Let's see how we can implement this. That that might be a softer approach. It's good to, to know that some of that stuff is going on, but from a mental health standpoint, even in mental health. There's a when it comes down to government, we're making decisions about mental health. We're making decisions on if police officers and fire departments should go through psychological evaluations. We'll have no training, you know. Um, and the problem is, as a as a millennial, of course, to me as one of the powerhouse millennials, I feel that really seek out information and want to learn and understand things. Whereas in the old, like the older generations, be like, okay, we can do everything. Let's make it happen. Um, but let's segue back to the business perspective. When you started the business, what were some of the issues that you had? You know, because I got a sports bar, you know, so it's pretty, you know, young, young, you know, a lot of young people running around, you know. But <clears throat> I see you got a lot of diversity. What, tell us a little bit about the diversity you hired, too. Well, yeah, I, I try to hire, um, you know, the Latino, because we, in this area, we have a, a huge Latino population, Pascagoula, you know, Dominican, Puerto Rican. So I try to, you know, cater to, the, to those people because they are here, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I try to hire a Caucasian. I got a Caucasian host, you know, um, because to, to cater, you know, everybody likes to feel comfortable and kind of like relate to, you know, this is how it is. So, yeah, I, I do try to diversify my place. Um, but as far as to, to get back to the question you asked originally, um, I didn't, let's see, when I first tried to open, yes, I, I had a little pushback from a few people in the community, a few older people. That, that that are used to things going a certain way, you know. So you know they kind of like just be clear. Tell us what it was. Takes to be to be specific. Uh, man, she went hard on me trying to like just trying to stop me from opening. Like, hey, she she went as far as like getting a few other businesses in the community to like write in letters stating like why you know I shouldn't open. But she did. Of course, she didn't win. I had my stuff together, you know. But but did she? Did you ever try to talk with her and approach her about what she was trying to do? Yeah, I actually invited her over. You know, she didn't want to come in, you know, just to, you know, her and this other, at the time it was an alderman uh, Cunningham. I tried to invite him in. He came in, but he was he just... a pastor, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, so I tried to, I tried to, I, I, I did invite him in, and uh, he didn't have much to say about it. I got a beautiful place. You know, so the first thing you do if you come in somewhere like that, you're going to be like, this is nice. I mean, he came in, and he was just like... Yeah, well, listen. There's six other people on, on the board. It has to. He went straight in on me, you know, like basically, like you don't have a problem, you know. And I was just like, man, <laughs> why are you trying to bring business to our 
community. You know, we're trying to generate revenue, pay taxes here, and offer jobs, and you know, to entertainment. So they were just like, like, like I said, a few of them was giving me a lot of pushback. So, is it? You can hear when you do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, so they, like I said, I had my stuff together. Eventually, um, right now it's pretty cool. But in, in the beginning, they just they wouldn't have it. They just couldn't see a young a young man coming in. You know, with a with a sports ball, they were just scared. But these were other African Americans, right? And that's the sad part. And that's the sad part, you know, because you know, most point is predominantly black. You know? Right. So, and I was just like, wow. So, what was that position though? Like, what was that reason for pushback? Like, what what were they? I'm just intrigued. Like, why would you push back on a a new business that you haven't tried to understand? You don't really know. So, I'm, I'm concerned. Like, when we when we had the meeting in uh, City Hall. About about opening new business board meeting right the board meeting okay they didn't really have any valid points I mean listen like what were some of their points okay look for instance Loretta she was just talking about um and you don't have to use names okay but it's not, just just FYI I don't really care to use I use names all the time but it's not slander if it's true so it's not slander if it's true yeah so go ahead we're gonna light it up in here do your thing. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm all I'm all with it. Here's the thing. Yeah, she's sweet. I understand it's just business. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, her we don't know each other personally. So I I know she does. It's not a personal attack against me. And that's where business the business your business might have to set in. Like right. she doesn't know me to not like me or nothing like that. So mm -hmm. it ain't I, personal. I it's not personal. So I didn't take it like that. So shout out to Loretta. She's like a cornerstone in the community. She's uh, from. You know, she's done a lot of business here for over how many years? At least uh, a years, lot. Right? Oh, definitely over two, about at least forty. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's been here and a long she's time. She's doing well, you know. Yeah. So and she's hey, hey Miss Loretta, uh, she's my next door neighbor, you know. But we are discussing. That's right. We're discussing. So I'm just, you know, that's in the past, but it's part of the game. But yeah. It it was some you. It was a hurdle that you had to overcome that it you was felt was unnecessary. Yeah, and I was just, you know, first time doing business here, I was just like, wow, this can get ugly. This can get nasty right like they were coming at me but like I said I was well prepared but what about the board though like you went to an elected board right I went to and you went you went in office at the time absolutely not right right <laughs> and uh the board like I said they were they were on my side uh shout out to who was there at the time I don't think Cunningham even came wow he didn't even come uh uh Miss Shirley she was a board member Miss Shirley Chambers Chambers okay um Chuck Redman. Mr. Chuck Redman. Wayne Lennup. He was he was still here. Yeah. But they were they were just challenging Miss Loretta on her her angle on why she didn't want me to come in. And she was basically wow. saying, uh, you know, well, I don't want them parking in my parking lot. And mm -hmm. and, and But you're now able to park in a parking lot for right? Right, right. We 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 had a discussion and um I don't have any problems. I talked to um, a few people and I keep a parking lot clean. But to be honest with you, like I was explaining to them in the beginning, we don't have to park over there because during my time, my prime time, my prime hours, the the building adjacent to me, next door to me, they are actually closed. Like the nail salon is, is so we, we actually have the other parking lots over there that's closed. It's not being utilized at the time. So I was, I was trying to explain to them. And she was going on about saying like, yeah, but I still have clients after work. Sometime I may have a client. So they were like, so you said you might have one or two clients, maybe stay a little longer. So he's not going to be affected. Nothing, you know. So she just didn't have a point, you know. She, it was just like I said. But you overcame it. So that's what rejuvenated. So you rejuvenated her. I rejuvenated you one hundred percent put her like rejuvenated. One hundred percent. So right. together y'all are better. And here, together we are better. Rejuvenated here's together. Here's the thing. <laughs> when I came in the board meeting, 
Listen, everything they wanted to discuss, I had it in the pamphlet. Like I had everything. Page two, page four. Prepared. Prepared. I didn't have yeah. to, you know, listen, anything, everything they threw at me, asked me, had it for you. Now, one thing that I, I can say that I did kind of backwards, you know, just young and not really knowing. I, uh, but I, uh, I came into business and I, and I actually built everything out first before I came down and got everything approved. But it was an existing daiquiri shop there before I got there, right? Right. So it was zoned out for it and everything. I had already got my liquor license and stuff like that. So I knew that I was zoned out to be there. Right. So, but the mayor at the time, he asked me, so why didn't you come down here first to make sure that we was going to approve all of this? So how did you spend all of this money in this building not knowing it? I was like, well, I knew it was an existing decor shop there for like the past 10 years. So you didn't understand why they would want you to make it thrive again. Right. So I was just yeah. like, I just basically came in and did the same exact thing. As a matter of fact, I upgraded the building and made it more of a lounge and more of a, you know, gave it a more, more appeal. You know, and attracted so more diverse crowd. More, you, you feel me? So I was just like, I didn't really see a reason. You know, I was like, my uncle, he managed the place for the, the whole time it was there. And when they left the building, he actually came to me and said, Hey, you need to go come on and get it before someone else does. Right. And I was like, So I just went on about my business. And so he's just like, He had me and said, He was like, Okay. So at the end of the day, like, I, I know I've seen different things that you host in um, different events. So, like, these are, like, small municipal problems that I think um, waste a whole lot of people's time and energy that I think we could do a better job at really controlling our own narrative if we just work together and try to under understand each other a little bit more. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you was elected initially um, first. So was I. You, you actually beat a Democrat. Um, yeah. And are y'all predominantly white community? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And y'all had a Democratic mayor for about 12 years. 12 years, okay? And one of your first issues was the state flag, which I think is a complete ugly flag. And yeah. we, we, they've challenged us on this several times. So the Mississippi state flags have the Confederate symbol in the upper left-hand corner of it. Um, it's, it's one of those symbols that um, a lot of us can't really respect and, and really don't like. Um, I really don't speak a lot about the flag. I tell people straight up my issue with it is that we actually still have it as a flag, and I think that's a catastrophe. And, but so Shay decided to put this, you know, Mayor Dobson decided to put this flag back up, okay? And um, they've, they've challenged us on this several times. So t tell us the process. Yeah, so you can help us. Tell us the process, and let's, yeah. let's, let's see what we can. So, um, yeah, so uh, it, had, it, was, it wasn't flying City Hall. It was always flying at, you know, the police department, the fire department, and all, um, the majority of the other uh, municipal, uh, municipal buildings. Um, so, you know, when I came in, I, I just more or less just followed suit, had City Hall follow suit. Um, Why did you follow suit, though? Well, that um, ain't in our characters, millennials. We don't follow suit well. That's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so the, the way I, I my uh, thought process and my logic was, um, and, and really it, it, it still is, is that you know whenever I whenever I fly and, and, and stand up for the American flag, it's not because of a design. So you don't want to kneel for the American flag. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I was just asking. But, but you know, just 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 the, the you know flying the, the American flag. I don't I don't fly because I necessarily agree with every war that we we fought or every cause that we fought for or anything like that. To me, um, when I see the American flag, it just represents what this country is supposed to you know what, what the country means. And um, you know, yes, we have our, our problems and and um, you know, but I, I really believe in, in 
you know what America's supposed to be. Um, ditto with the with, with the state flag. You know, for me, uh, and and I have called for a new vote. I think I mean the last vote was in two thousand one. I think um, you know we I wasn't even enough to old, old enough to vote. So I do think and and you know things have changed a lot since two thousand one for better or for worse. I'm, you know, but but things have changed a lot, and I think we do need a new vote. Um, but for me, it was it was you know I, I looked at it as as the state flag as represents Mississippi, um, you know, and 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 so it wasn't about any design. I don't care if we take a picture of this water bottle and put it on the flag. I'll, I'll fly it. Um, you know, I know I know not everybody agrees with me on that, and I, I firmly understand everybody's you know perspective on why you know why. Do but do you, do you care that they don't agree? Do I care if they don't agree? Yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't elaborate. I don't, what do you mean? Like, do you like? Because me, a lot of things that people don't agree with me on. Sometimes I can say I don't care. Sometimes I actually care that they don't agree, but I wish they would understand my perspective. And sometimes they'll never understand it. So, like, as far as the Confederate flag, like, do you really that bother you that they don't agree with you? Um, it doesn't bother me that I mean, people can me and you disagree all, all the time. I mean, right? Like, like, I don't like people can disagree and or agree with me. Uh, my thing is that I just. All I, all I ask is that you at least understand or at least uh, see where I'm coming from. Right. You know, because I, I firmly understand where, where, where... So somebody like yeah. Curly Clark. <laughs> so how can you ask him to understand the Confederate flag flying? Like, how would you ask him to... Under, how would you... Like, what is it, like, what does the discussion look like? He's the president of NAACP, Jackson County, Moss Point Branch. Um, what, is, what, do you, what do you say to somebody like that? Because I know y'all have had some disagreements. Like, what do you say to him? Well, you know, I say, look, I, I understand, um, you know, I understand firmly where you're, where you're coming from. I understand that, you know, the, uh, the symbol on the flag is, is something that... Uh, Historically damaging for them. Yeah. That, that, for African-Americans, period. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, has, has uh, you know, a lot of people have very negative um, connotations towards that. I mean, that, that's... And what do you think about the bill that they put for the Confederate flag this year? It failed. It already failed. It died. I mean, it's election year. That that was. I, I knew that. Was like, how ridiculous, though. Like, I would think that they would take that as an issue to say, "All right, let's let's change." This is that rejuvenation I'm talking about. Let's let's change the symbol of what most African Americans feel like is hate. Um, let's let's become let let's try to unify the state of Mississippi because, obviously, you see the country is more se segregated than anything, but. Why, I wonder why wouldn't they take that opportunity? So, like, when I thought about flying the flag, you know, I told them not only will I not fly the flag, but we won't even purchase one. Yeah. And it's not in our budget. That's what I said. <laughs> and it never will be as long as, as long as I'm the mayor. It'll never be in the budget. But I think that um, one of the things that I, I think that that flag is, is it, do it represent your community, you feel? Does it represent the, the majority of your community? Did the majority of your community uh, support it? Because well, you do have a white community. And, and we are in Mississippi, so let's just be real. Like, they voted for Cindy High Smith. I call her Smith High Cindy. But um, um, I, think, I, think most, I think most people, you know, have more or less the same feelings that I have, have toward it. I mean, um, the, the way I, we, have, we have 50 states. And 49 other states, mayor raised the state flag would be, wouldn't even, like, what, why would, that wouldn't be a headline. Um, that, I, I well, that's because only us in Alabama, Louisiana, really right. embrace the Confederate symbol. Well, which, and, and that's the thing for me, I'm not uh, embracing any design. I'm simply embracing the state that I love, the state that I'm 
I'm from, um, the state that I grew up in. Um, you know, that's that's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less for me. So you really don't like the you don't you don't really you don't like the Confederate symbol. You just like this is the state flag. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. That's like you try to you 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 kind of separate the two. Right, right for me. And the thing is, is like and like for know, black I, people, I guess we can't really separate the two. Not at all. I just <laughs> I just I'm like I I hate it to you know I I and I when I say hate I just this state has been such a catastrophic mess for so long when it comes down to that. Like, that's the stigma that we have tied to it. So I think getting rid of the flag is like an opportunity to demonstrate. People won't even do concerts here. Like, we're losing on, out on economic development opportunities, um, building buildings, building bridges to connect to other places because of that symbol. So, um, and these are not just black people or white people. These are all, all races of people and all genres of of music and, and diversity and inclusion is, is like Mississippi doesn't embrace diversity and inclusion, number one, because the symbol that actually represents them all across the world is a symbol that divided the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that I, I have it a lot easier because a lot my community is majority black, and I say we the woke community, we the chocolate community. I'm the only black mayor on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. But, and I, I deal with a lot of issues too, but when it comes down to racism, um, I di- I fight it too. You know, I di- on both ends, white and black. And but what, what I, I really, I really think that one thing we should do probably is 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 I'm all about action and to truly rejuvenate it. We should maybe we got an opportunity next year. Um, who's who, you know we, we got two prominent people running for office. Governor's race. Governor's race. We got Tate Reeves, who's a Republican. And we got my candidate, who's Jim Hood, who is a Democrat. Um, that's who I'll be voting for. And so I'm just, I just think that's important. And so, but I'm not voting for Jim Hood because he's a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm voting for Jim Hood because I really think he's the best candidate. I've been able to talk with him. His values and views are somewhat aligned. I'm not a, I don't put myself in the category to say, especially in Mississippi, because when I ran for office, we know that the Democratic Party told me they couldn't support me because it was um, the Democratic, not the Moss Point Democratic Party, but the Jackson County um, Democratic leadership would not support me until after the Democratic. The primary? Yes. Well, that, that's, 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 per, that's perfectly right. That's no, so not, not after the primary. Let me say this. After. Um, going into the general? Yes. And the, and the reason why they couldn't support me is because they said uh, another individual needed their support who was a Democrat, and they couldn't support her. So I was like, at that point, I kind of... Was somebody else in the county? It was somebody else in the county, in the neighboring city. It oh, was did a, you say they don't have enough resources? No, it wasn't. That, I didn't ask them for resources. We just asked them for support. You know, um, they wouldn't support us. Uh, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. But, you know, I think that's what weakens our party, and I think and, and we, Republicans stick together. Um, good, bad, and different. Uh, I went to the Demo- the Democratic event during the election. It was, you know, about a few people there, uh, maybe 50 people there. I went to the Republican event. It was about 300 people there. Well, it was also Mississippi. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I, what's, what's, you know, I, I'm glad to hear your perspective on the flag. I think a lot of people... <coughs> They want to know, like, what is he really thinking, and you know, and how did he feel? 
And I think a lot of people would say you can't. I, I would definitely say, and and you can't segregate, separate the two, mm-hmm. um, the symbol versus the flag. But at the end of the day, is is and, so, and so again, your take on it is just is it represents the state that you love. Yeah, to me, I mean, when I when I yeah, for me, it's 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 you know I um just like I said, you know I I love I love the United States. It's not I don't fly the, the American flag because I love the. You know, I love the way the red and the white complement. You know, or nothing like that. Or, or you know, I think that the the fifty stars really. Uh, no, it's just, for me, it's just an essence of of. You know, I love America and now, the state flag. I, is just I, I just feel like the the flag. I mean, it's associated with racism. Like we we like. No, it, it you can't feel like that. It is. It, it's this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like straight up, it's, like it's no secret. It's like when the when the Caucasian kid. Killed all the black people at the church, and he's mm-hmm. flying the flag. Yeah. Like, like right then and there. So we all know what what what, what people feel like it stands for. White right. people, you know, and they fly on their trucks, and they, you know, you know. They're so, being antagonistic. Exactly. Right. So, you know, if I was in a position of power, and I'm like, I have the opportunity to make that right, you know, especially you being a millennial, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, if it does it really mean that much to you. To love the state versus, you know, damaging or hurting people like of color. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like how they feel about it. You know, because it wouldn't be that important to me. It'd be more important to, to me to bring everybody together. Like I don't want you to feel that type of way. If you feel if you feel like that about the flag, I'm gonna I'm not gonna fight it. You know, because right. I don't want you to feel any kind of way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Colin Kaepernick. Like the reason he said he kneeled for the flag because he didn't want to stand. Um, in a country that, uh, for a simple that oppressed African American people, like right. it was so much bigger than just the football thing, and right. you know, um, people ignore all of the things that were done before. They oh he he did this, but the NFL has institutionalized, has willfully and openly discriminated against him. You know, institutionalized racism is what that is, and so I, I you know I, I don't like the flag. I I don't. Um, have any respect for it, but I, I do, I do, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you stand up and say, like, this is how I feel, and this is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and, you well, know. I, I do think it's important for, um, you know, for the people who, who do have my position to also call out when, you know, it, 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 it for, you know, there's, there's been some stuff at Ocean Springs that I've, you know, I've called out. Like what? Like, Tell just, me. Just, just, but you know, just, just incidents and stuff. I think it's important to be able to walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. You know, if you say that it's not about the Confederate flag, well then prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if somebody is is using that to harm people, then call them out. Right. You know, that that type of thing. So so that that I mean I think that that's where where I come from on it. And um, you know, it's 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 just. Uh, I think it's I, I ask, I, all I ask is that you know. We can we can agree to disagree, but let's right. let's not let's not at least let's not attach um, like it, I'm you you've, you've explained yourself to me and I'll explain myself to you. So all I ask is that like don't don't attach a um, motive to me. You know what I'm saying? Don't call you racist. Well, yeah, and, and don't you know it's it's like I, I've explained myself whether you agree with my position or not. Yeah, it's like okay, well that's his position. It's not because so you've had a lot of experience. I, I've seen it in the news. People call you racist. Yeah, oh, it's like. I mean, you know, it's to me that's just I don't know. It's, it's, but do you feel like the flag is associated with racism? I, I can understand how people can see that. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, then, and then, I mean, that, I, I take I take so, a very so, so, so right so right then right then and there, you are agreeing that this flag is associated with racism. Well, yeah, I I, I completely understand. In fact, I wrote a paper on it. How you know, um, there's you know some perspective of you know it's it's just it's simply our history. I can understand that. You know, some people say it's racist. I can understand that. I mean, I think just because so I'll tell you what happened it, was black people. You can understand it without having to agree. It, so it was. It it, it definitely um, the Confederate soldiers segregated themselves into white versus black. So white people fought. Well, white people were separated. They had better living conditions. They had better environments. They were, and and this is me digging into the history lesson just off the dome that. Um, you know, there was there was some horrible people um, that led the Confederate movement, and they were all white. And black people were mistreated, you know, and forced to do things back in that time that was unimaginable, um, things that white people never suffered. So I think that is the racist portion of it, is, is how black people, the segregation, the how black people were treated versus... Um, how white people was treated, and it was known as the battle flag, but not just the battle flag for being a but the battle flag between internally between black and white people as well. Right. I feel like I struggle a lot with this being biracial. I can see it from both ends. Like Shay's saying, it is Mississippi's history. We can't change it. We can't erase what happened. But then I also history belongs in a museum, not on the pole. Right, and I'm, I mean, I feel like we've been teased a lot. I remember being in school as a kid and. We were told to draw what we felt like the Mississippi flag should look like, and it was going to be voted on, and it was going to be changed, and then we still have the same flag. There was a bill, you just said it was shot down. I feel like real politicians that want to be politicians aren't going to really change or rock the boat right before an election. They want to just, you know, stay the same. I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing. If I got the votes the first time, I got to keep those votes. So, really... So no, I definitely don't agree. The, the the Confederate flag, the Confed. All right, first of all, the Confederate states were grouped together to after Abraham Lincoln was trying to conceive slavery. The Confederate states were kept together to embrace the concept of slavery. They were. <clears throat> there's nothing good about the Confederate flag. There's no understanding of one end of the spectrum to the next. The reality of of the Confederate flag is it was developed based on a racial foundation of people of segregating black and white people. And the the flag, I think that's the problem. Like culturally incompetence and, and I think a lot of people don't understand. But you can read like simple things that that kind of give you a little bit of history about what the Confederate flag really is and, and what it stands for. So like for me, for the bill to die so fast is like completely uh, is a huge reflection on the people that serve us um for a joke to be made about slavery for a woman that's elected to congress in the state of mississippi and then we have a confederate symbol as our flag i think that is absolutely ridiculous i don't think there's there's no understanding and about the 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 difference that that's it's racist it is a racist symbol it is i agree but until more people are changed in Congress from Mississippi, you're not going to see a change. Until more millennials are put in place and more people that understand the history and want to change it, it's not going to change. I, I would agree that I think people understand the history enough to know that it's racist. And I think people understand the history enough to know that it's, it's not cool. But I think 
people don't want to run for office in Mississippi. Like, let's just be real. You know, um, you, it, it's hard to run for office in Mississippi because as a black man, I'm attacked by black people. Like I said, pl black people get in office and then we vote against our own interests. You know, um, I deal with it every day on the board. I have more support from my two white counterparts than I do from my other my five black counterparts. So I think I, 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 I think again like we we losing the focus. The focus is is how do we move forward how to shade really and <laughs> move forward from the flag issue and how do we say Shay you 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 my people like you are I embrace diversity and inclusion. The flag is a hindrance on our country. It's a hindrance on the state of Mississippi, and it's a hindrance on economic. Let, let's take it to the business side of it. It kills economic development. It kills people from wanting to live here. We all know that Mississippi population is 2.9 million, and we know that people are moving out in the drones here. Like it's decreasing. Okay, we see that in, in municipalities. We see that all across the country. And I don't think they give a damn. They like, hey, you know, let them go. I. Well, yeah, because because the, the the question that we're asked during the during the census now is, um, do you know anybody like we need y'all to really help us to count people that are here? They're not here anymore. Like they're gone. They're not here. They don't want to live here. Um, the brain drain, you know, all that stuff. We we talk about that. But the reality is is, is that all I want I, I want to say is is that me and Shay, this is probably one of the few topics that we disagree on is that like him flying the flag. But at this point, he don't. They, your council passed a five to two. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a binding resolution that uh, requires it to be flown on all municipal buildings. So, um, shout out to Mayor Weatherspoon, and um, I can't think of where he's at, but he actually passed a resolution. And where's Mayor Weatherspoon? Uh, Magnolia, Mississippi passed a resolution where you don't fly the state flag on no municipal building. Really? Yeah. So that's what's going on right now. Yeah, and then he was sued by the state. <laughs> the governor sued him. Really? Yeah. Well, and I did, you know, again, I think we do, we do need a new new vote. But what I, I what I would say when when we do get the new vote, I think that one there's going to be a lot of people who are very surprised. I think that the that a new flag will get a lot more support than a lot of people realize. And two, I think that. Oh, I know it'll get a lot of support. <laughs> when we do have when we do have a new vote, I think both sides have to be able to say, okay, this is the new vote. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna fly whatever flag comes out out from that that vote. Um, so well, you have so a binding so, resolution now, so you have to. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> so a new flag is in the making right now, like. No, I, I'm, oh no, I'm, that, I'm the bill actually died. The bill died already. But I mean, you can still so can still, not doing this election. You can still do the. Uh, I mean, you can still welcome do the to Mississippi. You can still do the initiative. You gotta get. Signatures and stuff. I mean, that's that's always available. You know, they want us to go out and knock door to door and get signatures to dic which they've already done to deny a bill again. So, like, no, this, no, this will go straight on the ballot. I'm saying you can do a straight up ballot. Oh yeah, like the governor could do it. Hmm. But yeah, the people. I mean, if the people want, you know, you can, you can go and get signatures, put it on the ballot. I mean, I think that's the way to go. I think this would be a great opportunity for Governor Bryant. To end his in his um in his whole entire um his 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 term limits he's termed out he can go out he go out with a bang by pushing this across and we know he could get it across if he wanted to so mm -hmm. I definitely feel he could. There's a lot of things I think he should do before he goes out, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. So 
you know, just moving forward, um, again, the flag is, is not positive. It's, it's not a good thing for us, and um, we want to get rid of it tomorrow. Get rid of the flag. Today. Of the flag. <laughs> I know. We're going to go in March, yeah. and they won't do us no good. Um, they'll ignore us. We are young, and we're black, so we have no say-so. So <laughs> you're you're one of the few people that I, I appreciate you for being here though. But what I, I will say is that Shay, um, me and Shay talk about this all well not all the time, but we've talked about this on the news. We've talked about this in several different ways. And again, it's a way to agree to disagree and move forward past it. Um, I still would like to work with him if there's any opportunity to work together. That's just what it is, and a lot of people don't do that. Um, I've been able to really you know, take a look at the city of Moss Point, you know, Pascagoula, Gauche, Ocean Springs, and the, you know, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, period, and then the state of Mississippi, and I look at how we make policies. And in order to really change policies, and we got to really change expectations. So this year, I actually wrote up some legislation, gave it to Senator Bryce Wiggins, who's a Republican, to mandate uh, training for elected officials. Because number one, I'm not really confident that it's even in the, uh, that your board should be telling you you got to fly a flag when if Mayor Anthony Witherspoon can be sued by the state for flying, for saying that you're not going to fly, like that's to me a little bit of a conflict that they could pass a resolution for you to fly it, but then he gets sued by the state when he fly, when he say he's not going to fly it. And then me, I don't even purchase one. So it's a little bit, that's a little bit ridiculous. But the other thing is, I think that one of the one of our greatest challenges, I think, in this country is that anybody can run for office, um, with the exception of people who create financial crimes like money laundering or something, who have felonies, and people that are not do not meet the age requirement. Other than that, you can pretty much sign up and run for any office you want with the exception of, like, attorney general, judges, and things that require you to be a lawyer. Actually, some of those don't even require that. Like justice court judge. Yeah, that's absolutely something that I, I don't like. So I put a bill in place today that I'm a bill in place where I wrote the, to the one of my legislators and said, look, we need to mandate a training mm -hmm. for municipal elected officials that – requires them to go through training about budget, requires them to go through training about policy. Because in my form of government, I run the city, right? I am, you run the city in your form of government. We are the, we the same form of government. Right. So we the CEO of the organization. Essentially, that's, that's day -to -day what it is. Right. We run day to day. Policymakers are the, the, board. the board. Okay. Judicial branch is our court system. So what's concerning is, that we have people that are making policies for our children that they wouldn't make for their own children. And then some of them, I'm not sure that they even understand that they're making policies at all. <laughs> and I think this is a, a really crucial discussion that needs to be had because I got pushback from, you know, our state league on this. And I was really upset. And it was like it should be a funding mandate versus unfunded mandate. I think every elected official should have some type of qualifications before they run for office. We got people that are completely clueless voting on a budget that multi-million dollar budgets. Some cities, multi-billion dollar budgets. And they don't really know, you know. And so how can you, and that's why we got policies like we're going to mandate that the mayor fly the state flag. That's why we got policies that say that, that 
and, and literally we have minutes that allow people to change their job description and get a raise and don't really require them to ta- and don't require them to take on any duties. So how do we overcome those obstacles? Like, what do we do? This bill that I have, do I think it'll pass? I'm always optimistic, so I'm not going to say no, it's not going to pass. I'm going to say absolutely, it's going to pass. But when we talk about those types of things, what, do you, what, what are we thinking? What do, you, what do you, what, how, how do we navigate that? What are y'all it's, doing? It's, it's, a hard, it's, it's hard because... Um, do they tell you you're young, inexperienced? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that definitely, I, I mean... Do you think I that's... Think a, <laughs> All right. But do I, I think that I think it's okay to be I think it's we have some old inexperienced people on our board too. Right. And there's a lot of elected people that are old, inexperienced and uneducated and willfully ignorant. And mm-hmm. I think that's 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 a problem. But mm-hmm. as like the problem is I think in our communities a lot of people don't know that. So when I ran my campaign, it was a informative campaign. That's what I called it. A campaign to inform people. I didn't run a campaign. And, and the other thing is I think a lot of times the elected officials run their campaign throughout their term. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't do that. That's the, I'm not the trying to get reelected. Coming. I'm not trying to get reelected every day I come to City Hall. I'm trying to run the city. Right. And I think we make we, – we, we, we have um, – one of the things I think we do is, you know, we do what people want us to do and not what they elected us to do. Mm-hmm. And so I asked you a question earlier, like, do you care? I think, I think it's important to care. You yeah, know. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's a difference between, um, you know, I definitely want people to, you know, appreciate me and agree with me and, and all of that, but um, there's also, you know, you have to make a decision, and you know you're not, you, you know it's inevitable when you make a decision, you're going you're gonna to alienate some people, or, you know, there's going to be some people who, who don't agree with you, and sometimes you have to just stand on principle. You know, you just have to say, look, this is the way, this is why I firmly believe the, the way we should do things, or, you know, and if, if you know, you voted for me. That's part of the package, I guess. You know, so um, it, it, it's 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 a give and take. You know, yeah. it's a give and take between um, you know uh, being principled and, and doing what you really feel is best. And then, I mean, I, I got to do that all the time. Right. I, mean, I, I think I feel like we we both have to. All of us really have to do that. You know, I mean, you 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 have the ideal, ideally where you want to be, and then you have the reality. You right. Know? And you can't you can't just go from A to B. Um, you know, from where we're at now to the ideal situation, you have to you have to work with what you got. So I mean, sometimes I think it may be more of an art, you know. So like, and we have to close this out soon, people. But look, this is this has been a great discussion. But I want to I want to make sure that we hit the real topic. So when I talk about fresh approach, we talk about new ideas, being innovative, being a critical thinker, really trying to focus on the the ultimate goal, which is to improve your budget. You know, improve spending be able to provide services the most effective and efficient way possible. Um, the, the impact on the electoral process, I think, is, is, is informing people, giving them information that they can use um, and really understand your culture. I think here in Moss Point, one of the things that I, I did during my campaign is that I informed people. I didn't, I didn't, my goal was to engage the community. Let me tell you something. I could put a post on Facebook. We don't go to the media anymore. We don't have to do anything. And we have 150 people show up at an event just like that. Um, when we look at from a local standpoint, we have to start with grassroots movements and not lead from the top down anymore. People are getting fed up. They're not paying taxes. They're renting. They're people. You know, essentially, of course, they're renting. We're still getting tax dollars, but a little bit less. You know, we we we're really losing um, people because 
people are just over it. People are over government. People are over this government shutdown. I think the farm bill, I want y'all to really pay attention to that. That's a national bill. The national farm bill is, to me, is a government shutdown bill. It is the it is a, a timeline to how you shut down government. And I think that cutting people off from their resources and not having a plan and not really understanding the people that really need those resources and how we could better serve them. I always tell people, you could say we could say that people are on government assistance for 20 years and we can enable them um, and keep them on government assistance or we can actually put them on programs of succession. Right now, HUD have a program to, to create succession planning for people that are on government assistance, but it's, guess what? It's not mandatory. We never want to say things are mandatory. We just want to give people, hey, you could do it if you want, but that plan has been very successful with HUD giving women and women with children, people that are on Section 8, helping them to be self-sustained and be productive members of society. I think from a state level, Mississippi has a really long way to go. I'm not really sure that we're headed in that direction yet, but I want to say that the whole reason is to, when we say rejuvenating this podcast, uh, getting rejuvenated, we have an opportunity in March to be able to have people to lead our communities, to lead the state, to qualify to run for a state office, to qualify, to run for a seat. There's a lot of empty seats in Mississippi. So this is an opportunity to get people in those seats that are actually going to be effective and efficient and not go to the legislature and take naps and spend our tax dollars. A lot of people say, and people would say, I'm definitely not politically correct. I do what I have to do. Google it. Look it up on social media. I really don't care. I think, but I think that is one thing me and you both share. We're both very – sorry to interrupt you. But no, go ahead. It's good. We're, we're – um, I feel like me and you are willing more than a lot of politicians. I just said it, said it myself, but but more than a lot of elected officials, I should say. Uh, I feel like me and you are a little bit more willing to um, be uh, genuine with people, if, if you will. Um, honest, you know, kind of let, yeah, honest, or let our, our personalities choke through. And I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's getting more like that. And I, that is one thing I do appreciate about the way politics is going. At least there's there's some nugget of, of good in there that you can kind of be a little bit more of yourself these days. Right. Well, I, I'm definitely real with, with the people. Um, a lot of people don't like it. and But again, like I'm always, I'm very transparent, but with the people always in mind. And my love for the people is just so genuine. I tell my team every day, we talked about it Monday. I said, you know, I don't work for you guys. Like I work for the people. I, I committed to running the most effective and efficient government I could. I committed to having the city operate in the black and not in the red, and I committed to being transparent and open with people, and so that's, that's, that was my focus. And I feel like I've, I'm confident, not just that I feel, but I'm confident that I've done that. But it's really difficult for me when, you know, I feel that we're not doing that in other places because you can't do it in one place and be, you can be effective here, but essentially it, it, it trickles up. And... When I say grassroots movement, people, we have to be involved from a, a you know, a bottom-up strategy, putting pressures on, putting pressure on the legislature, putting pressure on Congress to do what's right for us, and we can't be focused on stupid walls and 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 you know stuff like that. We have to be more focused on real stuff uh, and and real reform. You know, things that are happening in our country right now are just. 
criminal reform is is very important. That's getting bipartisan support, which is good. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. I, I do like it is bipartisan collaboration on that. We have to understand. And two, when you say bipartisan, from a local level, I really don't see a lot of, um, just being honest with you, I, I don't really, like Republican and Democrat don't really matter at a local level. Right. And you got, you know, a few, it, it, it really just don't matter. But we have to do a better job at coming together on a local level. We're more divided on local levels than we are any other in the smaller community. It seems like the worse it gets. But I've had a lot of issues. Uh, we are going to talk about that on a podcast coming soon about how to overcome issues in government and how to really be true leaders. I always say leaders don't play victim. They are winners, and they take on any challenge that they can. And so I'm never a victim, but I, I'm always transparent and open. So this will be a good podcast. I'm glad it's the first one. Um, we will be talking and talking through topics. We'll be talking about a lot of different things. This is just the first one. But again, um, again, this is the Get Rejuvenated Podcast. I am your host, Mario King, mayor of the great city of Moss Point. My platform is only to do the right thing, do the best thing, have fun while I'm doing it, and enjoy life. But I want to let you guys know to follow me also on Mario King Mississippi is my Twitter. Um, Mario underscore King 87 is my Instagram. And then just follow me at Mayor Mario King on Facebook. Or Mario King is my personal Facebook. But I'm looking forward to all of the interesting and great things that we'll be hearing. Let's, let's increase our following. Let's, uh, let's enhance what we're doing. And people, get out there and run for election. Get out there and put yourself out there. And don't worry about what you did in the past. I can promise you, everybody that got something to say, they got a darker and secret closet than you do. So... Don't worry about other people. Worry about yourself. Have fun. Mind your business. And you guys have a great day, night, evening, morning, whatever time of the day you listen to this podcast. Again, y'all, we get rejuvenated with Mayor Mario King. All music credit goes to Benjamin Crandall for the music that you'll be hearing in the closeout. So thank you guys. Have get rejuvenated with day. kings and queens, what and I'm trying to tell you. It's evident it's black excellence in the building. The betterment for all men, women, and the children. I was elected to respect you and how you feeling. Now sit back and take notes, etiquette and posture. Determination, education, you know that they watch it. It's dedication, elevation, so how can they top it? We unite across the nation, so how can they stop? How can they stop? Get rejuvenated with the kings. 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 Get rejuvenated with the kings.